Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on Tuesday, the 14th of July. England laments batsman's starts. Uh, Man City back in Europe. Nathan Brown drops out of Warriors race. Um, will the USC return to New Zealand? Uh, lightning strikes twice in the ANZ Premiership. And Dixon finally beaten. Yes, a bumper load of news this morning here on New Zealand Sports Radio, where it's your best way to start the day up to date with all the important sports news. Um, and let's get into um, it with the uh, on the EPL. Yeah, Man City have overturned their two-year ban in Europe, and they've been cleared of quote disguising equity fund. Oh, so disguising, not disgusting. Dear me, disguising equity funds as sponsorship contributions. Um, uh, and uh, they've uh, over, over so it's, um, the uh, CAS or the uh, Court of Arbitration for Sport has overturned their um, serious breaches of financial fair play. Um, their fine has been cut from 30 million euros to 10 million euros. Um, uh, and uh, they, as I say, they have had their ban overturned so they can play in the Champions League next season. Um, they were found to have uh, um, been obstru obstructing the investigation, um, but um, they uh, uh, but they have been cleared of their um, of uh, of breaking the rules. Uh, just right now, the uh, Man United versus Southampton um, should be kicking off um, over there uh, in the EPL, and we'll bring you that result um, tomorrow. Um, the final result in um, from the weekend saw Verbesk and Neyman Gordon fight out a nil-all draw in the Belarusian Premier League. Um, and on Wednesday morning, uh, our time, I think it is, um, the uh, Dynamo Brest versus Slutz um, will play the last game of round 17 um, in the Belarusian Premier League. Not sure why that one got delayed to the middle of the week. Um, now we'll hand you over to Arshvin, who will take us through our cricket update. 
Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our listeners and viewers out there on the interweb. And yes, Chris Wood, that's uh, Chris Silverwood, sorry, get that right, head coach uh, of the England cricket team, believes it was a failure of the England batsmen to capitalise on starts. That was the biggest factor in their first test loss to the West Indies. Whilst there is debate around the decision at the toss and the selection of Mark Wood ahead of Stuart Broad, Silverwood believes the biggest factor was the batsmen making starts and not going on to make substantial scores, That which, which was the biggest factor. He cites the second innings in particular, where they got themselves into a good position before they, before they lost wickets in clumps. Meanwhile, Jermaine Blackwood's West Indies hero from the first test probably wouldn't have played if Darren Bravo, Bravo and Shan, Shimron Hetmeyer had not opted out of the tour. Jason Holder admitted he was not sure whether Blackwood would have been picked. Blackwood's 95 took the West Indies to the brink of victory on their way to the target of 200 runs. In saying that, Blackwood actually has an excellent record against England, averaging 55 from seven tests, and was selected after leading the way in the West Indies domestic competition. And finally, Amy Satterthwaite, who we found out yesterday, uh, has missed out on the cap- captaincy of the White Ferns, is obviously disappointed of missing out to Sophie Devine. Sophie Devine taking over, well, staying in the role, really, after getting the role when Satterthwaite went on paternity leave. Satterthwaite does return to, as the vice-captain, and while she's disappointed not retaining the captaincy, she's delighted to be back in and around the team and just getting back to cricket in general. And it also leads to a great sort of um, experienced team within the White Ferns with Sophie Devine as captain and Amy Satterthwaite, vice-captain, and obviously... Um, Bates as well around there in that senior management of the team going forward into the World Cup next year should it go ahead. And Paul, that's our cricket news for today. Thank you very much, um, Ashwin, for our update on the cricket. Going to hand you over to Stephen, who's going to take us through our birthdays this morning. Yes, thank you, uh, Paul, and good morning, everybody tuning into New Zealand uh, Sports Radio and birthdays this morning. A, a former Crusaders prop now coaching a New Zealand women's Black Sticks Commonwealth Games rep, and finally a New Zealand-born someone who went on to play for Australia, and that's where we start this morning. Digby Yuani, born this day, the 14th of July, 1985, is an Australian professional rugby union footballer playing for the Panasonic Wild Knights in the Japanese top league. He previously played for Stud. Francais, the Western Force, the Queensland Reds, and the Crusaders. He also played international representative test rugby for the Wallabies. Ioani was born in Wellington, New Zealand, but moved to Melbourne with his family when he was two years old. His family are of Samoan heritage, those poaching Aussies. On a, <laughs> on a carton, knee, Dylan, born this day, the 14th of July, 1982, in Blenheim, is a field hockey player from New Zealand. She has competed for New Zealand women's national hockey team since 2004, including the team at the 2006 Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, Australia, the 2004 Champions Trophy Tournament in Rosario, Argentina, and the 2006 Champions Trophy Tournaments in Amstelveen, Netherlands. Carter is the wife of All Black great Dan Carter. And finally, Dave Hewitt, born this day, the 14th of July, 1971, is a former rugby union player from New Zealand, currently working as coach whose usual position was a prop. He played for the Crusaders in Super Rugby and for Canterbury in back in the old Air New Zealand Cup. He made his debut for the All Blacks at the age of 30 in November 2001 against Ireland and won 
22 full caps for the national team, scoring two tries. Hewitt had a brief three-game spell with the Welsh regional team at Clinically Scarlets during the 2004-2005 season. <clears throat> he went on playing in the tournament, uh, now basically at CCS Scarlets during the 2004-2005 Celtic League season, then went on playing the same tournament for Edinburgh until 2007 his last year as a professional. That's a good age to make your debut as a prop, isn't it, uh, Paul? You're pretty much uh, hardened and you know all the uh, dark arts at that age. Knowing all the dark arts is definitely uh, a good skill for um, for props. Absolutely. Uh, get, get these youngsters out and let's uh, let the old boys teach them how it's done properly, I say. Um, moving on then into netball. And uh, this time last week, we were talking about a very, very rare result. Um, and it was a 46-all between the Magic and the Stars. And here we are a week on, and we're going to be talking about something very, very similar, including one of those teams, because the Magic have been involved again. The Tactics versus the Magic last night fought out a 64-all draw. Now, draws are rare enough in uh, netball, because normally there is extra time. But... To have the exact same score a week later, well, Lightning really has um, strike, strike twice. As we said before, um, draws are so rare, they, they don't even exist on the table um, of the, uh, the official table for this one. So, again, it'll look like teams uh, that they haven't counted all the games, but uh, they have folks um, and uh, there are extra points um, in there. Um, this one was... Um, uh, wasn't quite as uh, it was uh, uh, the tactics took the lead early on um, just for the magic to fight back and even things up at half time. A very low scoring third quarter, um, only uh, um, 16 points uh, in that quarter between the two teams. They've got 25 points in the in the other quarters. So, yeah, really tough um, third quarter for both teams that uh, magic pulled out a two point lead only for the tactics to come back. Um, and even things up. So, yes, very close game between those two. Um, that now means that uh, the ladder sees the Central Pulse still top of the table. Um, the Mystics in second um, with 17 points. The Northern Stars just one point behind them in third, and the Mainland Tactics another further point back um, in fourth. So 15, 17, 16 and 15 points there. All of them are seven points. I mean, there's a big seven-point gap to the top team, though. Um, so, yes, getting tight there, fighting it out for that second place um, in the ANZ Premiership. We'll now hand you back to Stephen. We'll take us through our league update. Thank you, uh, Paul. Yes, some interesting stories in league news this morning. It's all about the coaches. The hunt to find a new Warriors coach remains a wild guessing game in a field which gets narrower narrower and wider by the day. One thing is certain, Nathan Brown has dropped out of the race as the club prepares to head into the interview phase to find a permanent replacement for the sack, Stephen Cooney. But names also keep popping out of the woodwork. The latest is former Raiders, Cowboys and Titans coach Neil Henry. Brown, who has coached the Dragons, Knights and St. Helens, was one of the first names mentioned after the sacking of Steve Cooney. But there are always doubts over his availability, even though he had worked briefly under Cooney in Auckland as a specialist coach. The 46-year-old Brown, former Dragons hooker, has told the Warriors that the fit is not right at this stage. Chief Executive Cameron 
George confirmed. Melbourne assistant Jason Riles, who is about to join England rugby setup, is uh, also re reported by the uh, Daily Telegraph to be unavailable for the Warriors job. Another rising uh, coach, Craig Fitzgibbon from the Roosters, had earlier ruled himself out. Interim coach Todd Payton is believed to be winning a lot of support for the way he has handled the job over the three rounds uh, since Cooney was sent packing Peyton's honesty with the players and clear communication style are major plus points. Peyton, however, faces a huge test on Sunday when the Warriors face a Sharks team desperate to bounce back from an embarrassing performance against the high-flying Panthers. The Sharks are likely to be without injured prop Andrew Fafita, but were showing promising signs in the preceding weeks before being torn apart by a first-half Panthers blitz. The game takes on extra significance with Ken Mamalo, David Fusitua, Ignatius Pussy, and King Vuni Yayawa due to leave the Warriors camp afterwards because their families have been unable to join them in Australia. The loss of Mamalo in particular is a disaster. The Warriors already are talking to other club about clubs about loan replacements, beg your pardon. And uh, speaking of coach, coaches, well, Dean Pay has quit as Bulldogs coach with the team stranded in bottom place of the NRL ladder, according to reports. Pay's fate was set to be decided at a phone hookup today, and it looks as though last weekend's loss to the Broncos was his last in charge. Channel 9 claims that Pay, who has won just one game this season, has walked rather than being pushed. Yeah, right. It is expected that the club will make an official announcement on Tuesday, or oh, that's today. It comes as Penrith have granted assistant coach Trent Barrett the freedom to speak to Canterbury. Canterbury have just won one game all season, and Pay, whose contract expires later this year, has come under increasing scrutiny. Barrett, whose last full-time coaching role was at Manly, headed to the foot of the mountains to work with Ivan Cleary at the end of last year. Yeah, definitely all about the uh, coaches uh, this morning. We'll be back uh, tomorrow morning. Usually it's uh, Tuesday naming for all the NRL sides and we'll have the Warriors side, but uh, also look out for Brad and Sanjay on a Wednesday night on the standoff. And uh, I'm pretty sure they'll have a bit more to say about that. Catch you tomorrow morning. Yeah, Stephen, with, with a coach whose uh, contract's up at the end of the year, um, or this year, he might decide that actually, you know, what, it's not worth the stress, and the payout I'm going to get if I get sacked is not going to be that much. So I might as well walk um, at this point. If you've got a multi-year contract, yeah. you don't walk; yeah, maybe, you wait for the payout. Maybe. So yeah, maybe he has walked yeah. on, on that one. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, sounds 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 like a common sense um, thing to do as well, um, because you know what's what's the point in virtually agonising it? I I can't see them. Um, getting into any sort of playoffs in the position that they, they are at the moment. They really are in a hole. Yeah, it was coming sooner or later, wasn't it? Um, moving, you are listening to, to New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, Scott Dixon over in the IndyCar um, Championship in the USA um, came 12th in the second race of the Wisconsin doubleheader. This ended his run of three wins um, that uh, to start the season. Um, the first person to do this since 2006, when Simon Pinot, um did the uh, the same thing. Um, and uh, but don't worry, his team uh, Chip Ganassi uh, managed to still win the race because uh, um, Scott Dixon's uh, um, 
teammate Felix Rosquist uh, won the race there. Um, this does mean now that uh, Scott Dixon clearly has got a, a big lead in the championship on 173 points, um, whilst um, Colton Herter, who is second, is on 119 points. So, yes, so uh, still looking very uh, comfortable, obviously, uh, big, still early in the season there over in the um, IndyCar, but look, a very good start by Scott Dixon. Um, as Stephen brought us up today, yesterday, the uh, UFC had its uh, first tournament outside of uh, the USA uh, um, at some um, Fight Island at the weekend. Um, and afterwards, um, the uh, UFC president, uh, Dana White, um, said there was possibility of um, they could return down under uh, because he's been keeping an eye on. He said, uh, I've been hearing things. I'm hearing in New Zealand they are doing things with fans. So it's possible. Um, so uh, clearly uh, very, very early stages there. But so uh, the SC think um, could return um, down under to, to New Zealand um, or Australia uh, to host something down here. The problem um, with it um, is that uh, apparently the last time they came to New Zealand, 166 people that fighters and staff were flown in for the events. Now, that obviously um, is a lot of people to come through quarantine. Um, but who knows, perhaps they'll be able to find other ways of uh, dealing with that that doesn't require quite so many people to come in. And maybe we'll see uh, an, a UFC event in New Zealand um, sometime soon. The Sales ends, um, NBL um, took a break last night, but some big games this evening. The top three are all in action. The Franklin Bulls will take on the Auckland um, Huskies, um, where I think most people are expecting the Bulls to come away with the win there. That will put pressure on the uh, Taranaki Mountain Airs as they will be on equal points with them. Um, and the uh, Mountain Airs are playing second place Otago Nuggets. Um, so a real big game uh, in the second of the two games this evening. In the Sal's um, NBL, we will bring you all the updates on those scores um, tomorrow here on um, New Zealand um, Sports Radio. Uh, you um, don't forget you can listen to New Zealand Sports Radio on the move. Just download our podcast um, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Acast, or your favourite podcatcher. Um, you have now started the day the best way up to speed with all of the important sports news. Have a wonderful day, folks, and we'll see you all um, tomorrow. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.